Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, gorgeous, it's Denise here, and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. It's your time to chill and make things easier, and it's your time your time to prosper and make more money. And that's what I'm here to help you do. So today we're talking about three ways that your money blocks are really impacting your business right now. Um, I had it in the original one, killing your business, but it's very clickbaity. But there's three big ways that um, money blocks might be really showing up for you at the moment. And um, let's talk about it. So number one is burnout and overwhelm. Like you might be very tired at the moment or you could be looking at your business and your goals and wondering how you can make more money. Okay, you might be going, I can't work harder than this, so therefore I can't make any more money or I I want to double my business, but I can't double my hours. And I, I totally get that. And I want to, um, let's go one layer deeper into this, right? What is the big money block behind this? And I, I truly believe it is the work hard um, money block. This is the culture that we live in. Hustle, hustle, hustle. You don't get something for nothing. Money doesn't grow on trees. Another day, another dollar. And this has come from like if your family were entrepreneurs or even if they worked, right, is that's all they could do. Like I've had an online business for 10 years. My um, my first online product was in 2004, but that was kind of unusual. And so prior to like the 2000s, you couldn't start a business without like physically touching most of the parts of your business. You couldn't have a digital business. It wasn't easy to self-publish or create a course or anything like that. You had to have a lot of investment and you had to just like work really hard, right? Um, my stepdad uh, was uh, owned a fridge and washing machine repair business. Like it was a, a dirty business where you had to like go and pick up a washing machine, pull it apart, fix it up and and send it back. Lots of work, lots of heavy lifting. Now your family, think about how they had to work. And like maybe they had to do something with their hands, with their bodies, with their strength, with their energy. Maybe they had to sacrifice and suffer to work. Maybe it was um, they were entrepreneurs, but it was a lot of investment and a lot of risk. You know, like if you wanted to I don't know, start manufacture something, like how would you have done that in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s? It was impossible. And so now like we're trying to still live in that world where we have to work really hard. And that leads to a lot of burnout for people because you're trying to prove that you're, you you can earn the money. Um, and like if you're reinventing the wheel, if you're trying to do everything yourself, if you are overcomplicating your business, it could be because you're trying to justify earning the money. You might have guilt around it. You might have guilt that it's easy for you and hard for other people in your life. You might have family members who work jobs that they don't want to work in. And so you're over-delivering, over-delivering, trying to justify it. So it, it, it comes out in a lot of ways, this burnout um, you know, uh, thing. I'm so articulate today. Sorry. Um, but it could be for you that you're over delivering. So you might have a business where 
like, for example, you might be a graphic designer, okay? And instead of going, yep, you get 10 pages, you do 50 for them because you're over-delivering, you're trying to justify the cost. You might be a coach or a consultant and instead of spending an hour with your clients, you're spending three hours with them. You might be, um, you might have a, a physical product business and you are undercharging and giving things like free shipping and not actually making enough money. You might be an artist and you feel like you cannot make money doing something that you love. So how is that showing up for you at the moment? How is the burnout and overwhelm showing up for you? For me, it always comes with um, trying to do too many projects at once, not having boundaries, trying to fix every problem of every person's life and, um, and just taking on too much. And it really comes down to that, I have to work really hard. Now, that being said, I'm not saying I do nothing. And I, I think this is a really important um, distinction to make, right? So I talk about in my book, Chillpreneur, uh, about to be retitled for the second edition, Chill and Prosper. And I say it's not, I, I've never seen a business that's effortless, as in no effort. But it's not effort none is what I would try to say to people. It's like you can learn to do it in an easy way, but there's there's never a business that is completely hands-off. And even for me, right, so I call this chussel. I know it's an ugly word, chussel. It's like the chilled hustle. So I, I did a, a million-dollar launch recently, and it was work. And I, was just, I didn't have the language so much to even talk about it because people go, wow, that launch was amazing. Like, how do you feel? And I wanted to say, like, I was like, I feel really good, but it's not like it was hands off. Like it was not like I did nothing and I made a million dollars. And so that's when I was like, oh, it's, it was chussel. Like I worked and I did a ton of stuff because I really cared about having a great launch and, and sharing it with lots of people. And, you know, making the million dollars was great. It was like 1.15. Um, but it was work. But I didn't feel burnt out by it. It was manageable. It was chilled hustle. It was chussel. I'm going to totally make a freaking T-shirt with chussel on it or a mug because that's a really nice spot to be in, right? But if you are living in the place of I have to work every hour, I can't take any shortcuts, I have to hustle, hustle, hustle and burn out, it's just it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Maybe your um, burnout is because you are undercharging your clients, okay? So this work hard thing, um, we've got to let it go. Even if your family work really hard doing things they don't like, it's safe for you to create money with ease. It's safe for you to be, it's safe for your launch to be easeful. It's safe for you to chussle. It's safe for you to chussle. Okay, let's talk about uh, number two. Okay, so this is confusing your philanthropy with your business. Okay, I hear people say, I don't care about the money, I just want to help people. I go, cool, why not both? Why not help people and charge well for what you do? Is that okay? Um, and often it's not, often it's not, especially if you have a product or service that people really need. Okay, so maybe you help people with a health problem or you help people through divorce or you help people deal with their children who've got troublesome behavior or you help people with grief. And so there could be a part of you that's like, I can't charge for that. 
And especially if it's like your calling and you feel like this is what you've been put on the earth to do, you know, that thing of like love what you do and you'll, uh, what is it, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life or something like that. And you go, yeah, cool, but it's also all right. It's okay to charge for that. It's okay to charge for transformation, especially if you charge the people can, you know, who can gladly see it's a win-win and then you have bandwidth to write a book, create resources, create free resources, create articles, do a podcast. Like it takes time and energy to do those things and you you can't do it if you are running a charity instead of a business. And I've got friends who run charities. That's great, but they know it's a charity. They know what it is. And um, the other way that this shows up is when people choose a target market that actually can't afford them. That can sometimes be confusing your philanthropy and your charity with your business. Okay, I'll give you an example. So I, I do money mindset work, right? And I've had people go, oh, well, can you, like, why don't you go and talk in, in homeless shelters to women who need money mindset? And um, and I, I think that's a really great idea, but it's not my zone of genius. I don't have the skill set to meet people who are in massive amounts of trauma and overwhelm and dysfunction and sometimes, you know, domestic abuse and things like that. It's just, it's not what I do for my business. So I'm really clear who I help and at what stage of their life I can help them at. You don't have to be everything to everyone. Um, And I'm just going to take a quick break, but I wanted to give you some examples of where else that might be showing up that confusing the philanthropy and, and business. All right, I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Miriam from Say It Clearly in New Zealand. I read Get Rich Lucky Bitch about eight years ago and Chillpreneur more recently. I read them, listen to them and take huge amounts of notes on a regular basis because the entire content is just so valuable and I know you'll find it invaluable too. Decluttering is the biggest standout for me. Miriam is hopeless with money. Miriam is lazy. You'll never make any money teaching speech. And then using that great mantra from Get Rich Lucky Bitch to declutter all that away. Go get those books. Hi everybody, my name is Natalie and I live in the UK. Reading Get Rich made me realise I had been treating myself cheaply all my life. I always went for low-paid jobs because I didn't feel I was worth more. It was so beneficial to spend time analysing my money blocks, where they started from and why I hadn't challenged them up until then. I've also read Denise's Chillpreneur because I'm interested in entrepreneurship. One of the things that I took away from it is that you don't have to be an expert to run your own business. Be a contributor, not a guru. That phrase really had an impact on me. Thank you, Denise. Okay, so welcome back. We're talking about um, money blocks that are killing your business. So the first one was like believing in that hustle, work hard culture and all the things that that could be creating. And then the second one is um, believing that you can either help people or make money but never both and really confusing that philanthropy. So I was saying about the example where someone will pick a target audience that's in dire straits that has no money, that, that like that they can't even afford to pay them, right? And so I'm not saying, ha-ha, don't help people ever. I'm just saying be really clear on what makes you money in your business. And so I make money helping people who, like the sweet spot really is people who want to make $100,000 or people who are, uh, like have a business, they're self-aware, they're, they're stable, but there's just something there that's holding them back. That's a completely different target market from someone who's like has pennies in the bank and they're homeless and they're in, in like total struggle, right? 
So I serve the people that I can help because that's my skill set, that's my um, like background, you know, all those things. But then I can choose to use my money in ways that help and en- enrich those people. So I support um, my friend's charity, um, Got Your Back Sister. She helps. Um, so this is my friend, Melissa Histon. They help women who are escaping domestic abuse and domestic violence, and they help them in very practical ways to have beds and houses and money and loans and education and things like that. That's her zone of genius. Um, if I, if my business was helping women in that situation, uh, I think personally I would feel very helpless because I don't have, as I said, I don't have that skill set. But it's it's not it's not my business. They don't have money to pay me to do that, right? So I can. Uh, have the easiest target market for myself, create abundance, help those people as well through my friend's charity. And and they know how to deal with that situation, get those women out of poverty um, for where they're at at the moment. So you might listen to this and still go, fuck, Denise, that sounds so horrible. And like, it sounds very greedy. And I just want you to, again, see the difference. If you want to go in and, and start a charity, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different business structure. But it's also okay for you to want to make money out of what you do and to exchange your skills, talents, services um, for money. And then you can use your overflow to make changes in the world that you want to see through charities, charitable organizations. But it also means that you would have some bandwidth to maybe do some pro bono work. Okay, so if you're undercharging everyone and you're burning out, you have no space for that. You have no energy for it. If you're charging well for what you do with you know, an appropriate client audience for you, you might have energy to write your book that you could give away for free. You could give away to homeless shelters. You could give away to libraries. You could give it away to schools. Um, you could create a very low-cost program for people. You can create scholarships. You can do pro bono work when it suits you from a place of overflow. So that's a that's a really tough one, right? And I see it very entwined with the um, burnout one is that I have to help everybody who needs me. I have to solve every problem of every person's life. I have to help them through their whole life cycle and um, and I'm responsible for the world. And it's tricky, right? It's absolutely tricky. So um, that's the second money block, right? The third um, money block is letting your fears of success derail your actions, okay? And this is not even being aware of what those fears are in the first place, but just having this vague uneasiness that growing your business is somehow unsafe for you. So it could be fears about paying taxes, fears about being more visible, fears about having trolls and haters, Um, or worrying that if you made more money, um, this came up actually a lot in our last bootcamp call when I asked people about their fears. And so many people said, everyone's going to ask me for money. I'm going to have to be responsible for everybody. Everyone will ask for a handout. And I found, I found that really interesting because, um, you know, I, I get that fear. And if you're a nurturing over delivering kind of person in the first place, or you feel a lot of responsibility for other people, I can see how that would be a massive fear and how you could be holding yourself back in your business because it's a negative for you. Why would you want to do that? Of course. Um, Taxes are a a really big thing, a really scary thing for a lot of people. 
You might fear that you're going to get in trouble with the tax man, that you'll have fines or you won't be organized. You might be afraid that people will cons- like think you're a fraud, that they're like if you're too visible or too successful, it will all come crashing down, that people from your past might emerge and tell dirty secrets about when you got drunk with them, drinking Midori and lemonade or something. Or is that just me? Um, but there's so many fears there that you're not even acknowledging. And, and we do this a lot in Money Boot Camp. We look at what are the unacknowledged fears and let's bring them to the surface. And people are scared to do it because they're like, no, no, I've got to think positive thoughts. And I go, no, like you would have already broken through that plateau if you were okay with this. You would have already increased your prices if you were okay with this. You would have already done it. You would have already launched your book. Like you're not an, like you're not stupid. You know how to write a book. You're, you're resistant because you're scared. You're resistant because like bad stuff might happen and you haven't acknowledged that yet. So that's the, that's the third one is um, I also call this more money, more problems, the unacknowledged fears about uh, on the other side of, of that. And you might go, no, I want to be rich. I want to have a big business. And I go, yeah, cool. So just play with that for a second. Be curious about what those fears could be for you. Because it's really useful to to really go there and and uncover them because that's the that's the resistance you feel before you're about to do something. That's the resistance because you go, oh, it's not safe. It's not safe for me to do. Okay, so what do you what do you do about this? Um, so we said the work hard thing, uh, you know, feeling like you ca- you can help people or make money, but not both, and then the fears. So I actually uh, go through this a lot in in my money book. So if you go to Amazon or wherever, get my book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. Or if you like to support your local bookstore, you can ask them to order it in. It's called Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And it is about uncovering some of those blocks that you have, really looking at those fears because you're you're smart enough, you're ambitious enough, you're intelligent enough to follow a system and make it happen. But you have to deal with your money blocks. Otherwise, you will continually burn out you will over-deliver, you will hold yourself back again and again. And by the way, these blocks never really truly go away. Like even when I say, oh, I'll help you clear your money blocks, it's not even about that. Um, Absence of the blocks isn't the goal uh, because you'll work on them again and again. And that's why um, we have people in Money Boot Camp who have just, you know, they're just starting, they're just starting to earn money up to people who are multimillionaires because, the work is still the same. You always have to look at where am I over-delivering? Where am I making this harder than it needs to be? Where am I buying into the hustle culture? And then two, like, am I working with the, the right person? Do I still feel guilty about charging people? Where can I charge beautifully so I can use my abundance in other ways? And then the third one, like, what fears do I have about this next level of success? And I did this recently, like before launches, before any launch or any big project that I'm working on, even now, this is the work, I'll sit and I'll go, what What am I scared about? And there's always something I go, oh, I won't be able to handle that more, that many more clients. Oh, I'm going to get burnt out. Oh, they're not going to like it. Oh, they're going to ask for refunds. And I, I go there. And that's the work is just that constant self-inquiry and, and digging deeper to the next level. And this is why, you know, come and join us in Money Boot Camp. We have that safe space for you to work through those things and work through them together. And all the information for that, by the way, is at denisedt.com slash bootcamp. Maybe this is the month that you join. 
Maybe this is the time that you work through that stuff and, and have a system to deal with that. Okay, so there are the three three money blocks and um, that are holding you back. I, I would love to hear which one is your biggest one. Usually there's one that is a little bit mm, scarier than the others. Um, so, yeah, let me know. And don't go away because I have a final thought for you just straight after this last break. Hi, my name is Martha Clark. I'm an astrologer and an astrocartographer, and I live in Kinmare in Ireland. I've been reading Denise's books for five years now, and her recent one, Chilpreneur, has really, really inspired me. Um, it's inspired me to stop undercharging. It's inspired me to stop people pleasing. And the biggest change it's made is that I have delegated out absolutely everything that I don't like doing. That's been life changing. And I highly recommend Denise's books to everyone. Thanks a lot. Hi, Denise and all you lovely listeners. My name is Melissa, and I'm the founder of MelissaMarketing.com. I have a program for healers called Marketing with Intention. And the first thing we do in our program is a mantra and we read an excerpt from a book. And on several occasions, I use the book Get Rich Lucky Bitch and Chillpreneur because both of these illustrate so wonderfully how amazing it is to manifest money in an easy and fun way. I love Denise's stories throughout both of these books and I highly recommend them to all of my clients. Hi, 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 and welcome to my final thought. Just a couple of minutes of something that has happened for me recently or that I've I've thought about. And today's word is generosity. Where are you having struggles with that word generosity? So sometimes we can be over generous. We can be over giving because we feel like we need to or we need to bribe people to work with us. Um, So we're being super over generous in ways that aren't necessarily sustainable or good. Um, But it could be that you're struggling with generosity towards yourself and that everyone else gets paid and you don't. Maybe you're not paying yourself well at the moment. And so that is an act of generosity, isn't it? Of paying yourself a salary. You might go, yeah, but Denise, my sal- you know, my income isn't settled yet or it's you know up and down. And it's like, yeah, well, it probably will be until you're generous enough to yourself around that and paying yourself a salary. Um, maybe you want to stretch your giving muscles this month and you want to give to a charity or a cause that you believe in. And some people will feel like, oh, I'll do that when I'm rich. And it's like, no, you want to feel rich now with what you've got. And if you give, you know, a dollar because you've only got $10, that is as generous as someone giving a million dollars who has $10 million. It is just as generous. So stop beating yourself up that you're not being generous enough. Um, And just see where that word is triggering little parts of yourself. See where there could be a little money aha around generosity. So it's safe for me to be generous to myself. It's safe for me to be generous to others. It's safe for me to be generous now um, because money is just a tool to change the world. It's safe for me to be a wealthy philanthropist now. That could be something that's cool too. So let me know what your relationship is to this word generous and generosity and money. And I will, um, I'll see you next week on another episode of Chill and Prosper. Take care. Have a generous week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.